0: COVID-19 numbers continue to rise. Congress getting closer on a stimulus deal. Bitcoin breaks 20,000 and is CRM a buy? This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. The markets are, well... They're mixed. They are definitely mixed today with the Dow Jones down 43 points. NASDAQ only up 21 points and the S&P 500 running just about even up three points. All the while, the rest 2K is down seven points and the VIX is up a whopping 0.28 points. Now, this is all on the heels of a possible stimulus deal, a vaccine rollout, zooming COVID-19 numbers, and this is just definitely not a great time. Um, to determine a direction within the market. We have half of the big dogs, half of the huge investors on the street saying, yeah, a crash is coming. Um, definitely by the end of this year, this market is going to have one final pullback before another huge run in 2021. On the flip side, we have other guys saying, no, 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 no. This market's going to continue to run all the way through this month through 2021. And we might see a crash at the end of 2021. Well, no one really knows, no one knows the future and as traders and investors, we um, take that on as part of our risk, but all we can do is look at the present, look at the future and possibly guess at what's going to happen and today we are going to dig into some major headlines that could tip us off to what's going to happen in the future. So COVID-19 numbers, those things are continuing to skyrocket with total cases now in the United States topping 16.7 million cases, deaths topping 300,000. Uh, the seven-day moving average, uh, well, the seven-day average of, is accelerating once again of new COVID cases per day, something that you definitely don't want to see. And now we are seeing the possibility of lockdowns. Um, new York, um, I guess that government, I just saw it read headlines in an article that, Um, The possibility of New York City going back in the lockdown is is on the table, um, as well as many other states and cities um, within the country. So that is definitely not, you know, a net positive. That's something we do not want to see, but it could happen. Um, And therefore, we're seeing a bit of rotation into the stay-at-home stocks. Furthermore, um, we are also seeing... Uh, that Congress is getting closer to a 900 billion dollar COVID relief bill, according to CNBC. When last checked, so that COVID 19 stimulus um, seems to be on the way. Uh, both the Senate Majority Leaders Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer noting that they hope to get a deal done soon. Um, some experts are claiming that they believe we'll have a stimulus deal um, on the table, passed it out to the American people by the weekend. Um, so. By Friday, in essence, Uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. And if we do get a deal, if we get a deal, it'll also be interesting to see what happens within the market. I personally think the market's going to see it as a catalyst. Um, Well, the majority of me do. I I mean, I would give it um, a 50-50 shot at this point. I would say 50% chance that the market runs up after a deal is announced and a 50% chance that the market sells off um, on the announcement of a deal. But it will be interesting to see. So, um, that is something to keep an eye out for, but we had some big analyst calls today, and we have to dig into those analyst calls, so that is exactly what we are going to do first off uh chipotle uh upgraded to a buy from hold by stifle. I like that I like Chipotle um, I think it is you know an excellent stock, you know i uh <clears throat> a few days ago. I was in an area of one of their locations. I stopped by to get some food, and the place was packed, uh, per usual, parking lot full, and there was just a ton of orders, digital orders, people were waiting outside, going in, getting their orders, and picking it up, Um, and for that very reason, you know, it's one of those brands that's very much like a Starbucks, um, and I don't want to get too off topic here, um, that every time you drive drive by one of their locations... It seems like the place is packed, has a huge line and a ton of people there, and that is what I like to see. I like to see success, and it seems um, CMG Chipotle is definitely one of those brands that is seeing major success. Um, furthermore, Twitter upgraded to overweight by JP Morgan. I completely agree with this, completely agree, and there's a few reasons why. First off, the social media stocks have been going crazy this year, just absolutely crazy, Twitter got um, knocked down after its earnings report, and now it's come back excellently and strong. It's back on that upward trend. Um, I like the fact that that is occurring. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, uh, and Twitter's making a new 52-week high today, which surprises me after that huge sell-off down the 39. Wow, I have not been keeping an eye on Twitter stock, but I do like the call. Um, so another excellent call. I personally agree with. I think social media is the future. I think, you know, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and Snapchat are the leaders of the space. Um, and honestly, if you're talking about Facebook, I think you can still buy it. I think that lawsuit coming out of the government right now is ridiculous. Um, at the end of the day, the government allowed the purchase of those assets by Facebook. And on top of that, um, you can't make the competition argument because I just listed even huge competitors to Facebook in the same sentence twitter snapchat pinterest tiktok if you want to know tiktok um so i think that's a bit ridiculous but either way we're not talking about that crm named a buy and a top pick by bank of america i completely agree with this call and there's many reasons why i agree with this call And we're going to talk about it later in the show. But at the end of the day, the Slack acquisition is an excellent acquisition. Um, I believe that leadership and the CEO will definitely take the company to new levels. Um, And I firmly believe that this company is going to do very, very well coming out of the pandemic. Um, Through the pandemic, it has done amazing. And that's the thing. CRM is actually um, partially a reopening play because they have a lot of exposure to small and medium-sized businesses, which are being affected and closed down by the pandemic right now. Um, so, you know, that's another thing to take into consideration. Also, Coca-Cola and Constellation brands named top picks by JP Morgan as well today. I agree with both of those calls. Um, I dropped a tweet a few days ago, actually, on the, on my Twitter page and on the Running With The Money pages, and it was about the beverage industry, the food and beverage, and spending on that in the United States is consistently increasing to newer highs and bigger levels. Um, and, you know, one of the Big big uh, players in that is Coca-Cola and then on the alcohol side of things, Constellation Brands. So, yeah, I agree with this JP Morgan call. Both are excellent companies. Um, and I think you can nibble on them both here. Um, and then Microsoft, once again, reinstated as a buy-by Bank of America. I completely agree with this call. Microsoft is a monster, and I'm excited to see this direct competition between Microsoft and Salesforce in the future. And finally, we have to note. We have to know Bitcoin has finally broken twenty thousand. The long-awaited twenty thousand number um, has finally been broken. Um, and uh, you know, if you're wondering how the bra- uh, if you're wondering how to play Bitcoin within the stock market, I think you go with a stock like Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Um, I really like Grayscale. I think it is one of the best ways within the stock market to play Bitcoin unless you want to play it directly and then you have to go somewhere where you can buy Bitcoin, which there's so many platforms now. Um, PayPal Square, those two offer Bitcoin transactions at least um, and a ton of other things. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of platforms where you can get into Bitcoin. But if you don't want to move to another platform, say you want to stay on E-Trade, I definitely think Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is an excellent way to play it, and the co- the price point on Grayscale isn't that bad. I mean, you can get into Grayscale Bitcoin Trust for right around 25 bucks a share, which isn't bad um, in my personal opinion, and take this in consideration, it definitely runs right along with Bitcoin. I mean, just a few months ago, this thing was at 10 bucks a share, now it's at 25 bucks a share. So, it just goes to show, it definitely, uh, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust follows Bitcoin almost to a pin. So, I like that. But at the end of the day, we are going to shift into one of the big names, one of the big focuses of this episode. And that is going to be Salesforce. We have to talk about Salesforce. Um, you know, they had those er- that earnings announcement, and they beat huge. And then on top of that, they had the Slack acquisition announcement, and people didn't like it and I honestly cannot figure this out for the life of me. Um, The stock currently trades at 221 per share. I'm kind of waiting for it to consolidate more in this bottom end, show signs of an uptrend once again, and then I'm going to add to the positions I have. But we have to talk about Salesforce. Um, It's currently trading at roughly a market cap of $202.3 billion, Um, so it's definitely not a small company. But Salesforce is a major provider of software for enterprise customers. Um, The majority of the Salesforce offerings use cloud technology, and the company operates in a vast array of technology fields, which we all know. Um, and, you know, in recent news, Salesforce announced this acquisition of Slack, or dollar sign work. Um, that's the ticker. And for a whopping $27.7 billion. And the argument was that Slack was being, you know, Salesforce in essence was paying way too much for Slack. I disagree Um, you know, the deal consists of both cash and stock and will create a more head-on competition dynamic between Salesforce and Microsoft. And, you know, Salesforce has been quite successful with almost all of their acquisitions in the past. Now, this is the biggest one, but management is very bullish on this acquisition. Um, And I have no reason to distrust management and the CEO. Um, You know, Salesforce has done an excellent job of executing, of growing, turning over consistent double-digit growth, And if they believe they can basically bring Slack on and they can inject um, not only their cash, but they can also inject their skill, their execution, and their proper management, I firmly believe that Slack can be um, much bigger than what it is. Um, At the end of the day, everyone was saying someone needs to pick Slack up so then they can compete more with Microsoft. And this is exactly what's happening. I think this team up is excellent. And on the Salesforce end, What it really does is it benefits Salesforce even more on the product offering side of things because it's going to improve their offerings to customers. And I think that is excellent. I think it's going to be, once again, another excellent factor um, in the whole entire suite of services that Salesforce offers. And I think it's going to attract even more customers. Now, we have to dig into what the stock price is based on. Now, according to Trefis data at Trefis on um, all their socials, Um, According to their data, 57% of the stock price is based on Salesforce's cloud-based CRM software segment, um, which makes sense. Um, That's really their core business. Um, That's really where their niche is, where they started, and uh, that makes definite sense. Furthermore, 38.5% of the stock price is based on the company's cloud software segment, 0.7% is based on their consulting and services segment while 3.8% is based on cash. So excellent numbers coming out of there. The stock seems well diversified. Um, It's not relying all on one thing and I like that. Um, Digging into the numbers, Salesforce reported another beat and exceeded Q3 expectations um, for 2021. Once again, uh, Salesforce turning out record numbers, turning out excellent double digit growth and I like this. Salesforce beat Q3 EPS expectations of $0.75 with an EPS of $1.74. Not only that, but Salesforce reported revenue growth of 20% year-over-year, bringing Q3 revenue to a whopping $5.42 billion. I like those numbers. 20% year-over-year growth for another quarter? I don't think you can argue with that. Um, furthermore, the company also reported that the current remaining performance obligations are in essence future revenues under contract totaled 15.3 billion dollars representing a 20 percent increase throughout q3 breaking the salesforce revenues down the subscription and support revenues totaled 5.09 billion dollars up 20 percent year over year while the professional services and other revenues totaled a whopping 0.33 billion dollars up 22 percent year over year So excellent numbers coming out of Salesforce. Salesforce went on to report that the third quarter non-GAAP operating margin landed at 19.8% and GAAP operating margin landed at 4.1%. So overall, seeing improvement throughout most of the financials here, most of the earnings numbers, we're seeing double digit growth in revenue, which I like a monster EPS beat. And then on top of that, management was able to give us some guidance, which I liked. So we're going to dig into this guidance right now. Salesforce management also produced solid guidance for both Q4 and the years ahead. Management expects revenues to total $5.665 billion to $5.675 billion in the fourth quarter, representing a roughly 17% year-over-year increase. When it comes to uh, the fiscal year 2021, management raised revenue guidance to a range of $21.10 billion to $21.11 billion, representing a roughly 23% increase in revenues year over year. So once again, we are seeing double digit revenue growth. That is what I want to see. I want to see a solid earnings report with revenue growth, with EPS growth, you know, with a well-balanced balance sheet on top of that, with it growing financials behind it. And that is exactly what I am seeing here. In these numbers, I like it. Um, Salesforce also produced Q1 2022 revenue guidance, noting that Q1 2022 revenues are expected to land within a range of 5.680 billion dollars to 5.715 billion dollars, and for the full year of 2022, um, revenues are expected to land within a range of 25.45 billion dollars to 25.55 billion dollars. So definitely increase over 2021. So I like the numbers across the board in that earnings report. Um, The fact that Salesforce went down on those numbers on that Slack announcement is insane to me Um, that, you know, it is just such a remarkable company. Um, And those numbers were just stellar, stellar numbers. And the only reason that this stock went down, moved to the downside was that Slack acquisition in which I don't think people understand. Um, So I hope I cleared it up somewhat. Now, total debt, $2.672 billion. Total liabilities, $18.826 billion okay, well, what are their assets and cash and short-term investments? Well, those far outweigh their liabilities and debt because total assets then come in at $59.136 billion, with cash and short-term investments then topping $9.492 billion. So overall, you know, $59 billion in assets, as well as, you know, $9.492 billion in cash and short-term investments, um, far outweighing the total of you know you add debt and liabilities together, you get roughly just over just about twenty one billion dollars. Um, you know, far outweighed, far outweighed. So the balance sheet's well balanced. I like it. Um, and you know, while numbers are stellar, the valuation has gotten a bit extended. Um, <clears throat> just a few days ago, when the stock was trading at two nineteen per share, it's up like two bucks from there. But You know, it was trading at roughly a price to earnings of 132 times, a price to sales of 9.98 times or 10 times, a price to book of five times, and a price to cash flow of 28 to 30 times. So, you know, taking that into consideration, we have to note that, yeah, the valuation is extended. The valuation is quite high. Um, But... When you have a company that is turning out consistent growth as sales forces, an argument has to come in that, okay, do I pay a premium for a company that is consistently growing? Double digits. Well, I think you do. In my personal opinion, I think you do. Um, But that is all a matter of opinion. Now, digging into management. Management has been quite effective with a return on equity of 4.25%, a return on assets of 2.87% and a return on invested capital of 3.62%. Analysts are also very bullish on Salesforce with a mean price target at $277 per share, which is roughly um, a 26% gain, while the high price target is $320 per share, and the low price target is just $217 per share. So at the end of the day, you're not looking at much of a decline compared to upside price targets. The settlement is very bullish on Salesforce, um, amongst the analysts, at least, and that is what I like. So shifting in to the technicals, um, you know, Salesforce has had a major pullback. There's no arguing that it pulled back from all the way up at 264, all the way down to 220. Um, I think it's by here. I think it's by at 221. You know, if it drops below 220, I think you load up on this thing. Um, I do think it's by. And that is, that's just simply my opinion on the name. I think you buy it. We just ran through all the numbers. I like it. Um, I firmly believe that this thing is going to be a winner in the long term. Um, and I think it is a key part of the future in the workplace. Because, um, you know, we're seeing this digital shift. We are seeing a digital shift within the workplace, a more work-from-home stature Um, small businesses will eventually come back. I firmly believe it. And if we get a stimulus, that's going to be even more of a net positive for Salesforce. Um, Because once again, they have a lot of business also in that small business segment. So I like it. Now we are going to now shift into the watch list. Um, We didn't get to the watch list on the last segment, but we are going to get to it today. So we are going to dig into the watch list. Some names I am watching um, and some names I am liking. So we are going to run through them right now. UPS, I'm looking at it right now. It's up 248, still under 170. I like it, buy it. Uh, TJX, that's definitely a, I would, I would say that is a recovery play. Um, that's a tough call for me. You know, TJX is at $66 per share, which is quite high um, compared to where it was at. But I think it can continue to recover. So if you want to get in on a retail name, I think TJX is one of the ways to go. It's one of the better retail names, in my opinion, um, if you're looking for a, like a direct retail COVID-19 recovery play. Another name, Boeing, down $1.14 today, buy it at two twenty eight. Excellent name. I like Boeing. Um, I like everything about it. AMD. 96 bucks a share. I like it. That thing is eventually going to 100. Um, I thought I had the time down last week on it. I really did. I thought that thing was going to move up to 100. It looked like it was breaking out technically. And unfortunately, it failed to break out. And it suffered uh, quite a pullback. But it's right back where it was at $96 per share. So I like it. Um, Ford, once again, $9 per share. If it goes under 9 I think you can nibble on it. But remember, that is definitely a longer term play, in my opinion. Take two one hundred and ninety five dollars per share we called that sucker at 160 in fact under 160 i was all i was bullish on that thing at 158 um not the you know that's just is crazy to me that is a huge move in a short amount of time if you got in on that um at a 160 range take profit i took profit um definitely trim at least if not take profit i mean that that is a monster um starbucks 103 i think it still has farther to come back um i think that thing just got a little hyped up i think you, this is a uh, sell the vaccine um kind of move we're seeing right now within the markets and i think you need to trim up that starbucks position if you're way up on it i think it has some cooling off to do uh, microsoft 218 bucks a share it is up five dollars per day today seems probably that analyst upgrade i am guessing um microsoft 218 per share i still think it's a buy that thing it seems like hasn't has been under 220 for forever um it honestly i'm surprised it's still under 220 just a great company the stock doesn't move much but if it can get some momentum here it could move well over 220 here marvell technologies buy it 45 bucks per share they just made a recent acquisition the company is improving management seems to be executing um they reported the numbers they said they would report last quarter um, I like Marvel technologies, Disney 173 per share. I know probably a lot of you are asking about Disney. Well, here are my thoughts. Um, Disney definitely has gotten, um, you know, a lot of excitement, I would say, um, due to the fact that we have a vaccine and mostly Disney plus and all the new announcements they've made. I like Disney i really do i like the stock i wanted in on it i was going literally the day they announced all that stuff um just before the bell i was like man i should probably pick some up and i didn't and i really wanted in around the you know 155 price point and unfortunately it just shot up like a rocket ship before i could get in but i like disney still um i like it at 170 so if it pulls back three points i think you nibble on it and if it pulls back under 170 i think you buy um even more and then i think long term you're going to see you know quite a run on disney possibly up over 200 eventually costco i like costco costco is an absolute monster um they see consistent growth um not only that but the amount of subscriptions that continue to renew is insane their customer loyalty is through the roof and that is one of the reasons i very much like costco Amazon, you have to buy it at 3220 bucks per share. Um, Amazon is a long-term winner. I think Amazon's going to consistently win over the next, I would say, 10 years. Um, uh, you know, they just have so much exposure to so many future industries that I would like Amazon long-term no matter what. And that is one of the reasons it's a major holding um, across my portfolios under management. Now, we also have to dig into a few other names. NVIDIA, Penn National, DraftKings, um, ARK ETFs, I think I like all of those. I think those are all great names to take a look at. General Electric I think is a buy at 10.90. Um, you know, J and J I like it, but it doesn't move much. This thing is pretty much like a bank account. <laughs> you know, uh just so many great names. Square is up to at 224. I don't know, that seems a bit hot to me. If it comes back down to say 215, maybe pick some up. Down the 200 on a sell off, man, I really like it. Um Let's see here. Let's just keep going through the list. Goldman Sachs, the banks. We have to focus on the banks um, for a quick moment. The banks are a toughie. Um, some an- some big analysts, some big investors believe that money is going to come flooding into the banks soon and that the banks are going to be the next big run. The banks are going to be the next big hype. I happen to disagree. I think a lot of the money that's already wanted to go into the banks is in the banks and that's why you've seen um, you know, Goldman Sachs go from where it was just under 200 to 241 right now um all the banks have already seen a run you know they've seen a run in the past few months already um the banks were trading terribly and now your jp morgan and your goldman sachs are up quite a bit from where they were so i somewhat disagree on the bank's are the next big run. Um, you know, and then if you're looking for like a holding company, um, something to trade along with a big investor, I really do like Berkshire Hathaway. And then finally, the SPACs. Um, I have a lot of money in Pershing Square Tone Tine Holdings. Um, it's one of the only SPACs I've ever played. Um, I've never played another spec, and I think that Pershing Square is going to be a big time winner here. I trust Bill Ackman. In um, his choices it is the largest spec out there. So if you're looking for a spec, if you're looking for a little more risk, Pershing Square is your place to be. But I definitely recommend having other holdings, other core holdings um, that aren't as risky in your portfolio um, on top of your risky plays like say at Pershing Square. Um, so overall, I'm going to round it out there. Oh, and Nvidia, you can buy it here at 530. Um, that stock's eventually going to 600. It's just a matter of time. Thank you all for listening. This was another successful episode of the Running With The Money podcast. You can follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram, or follow me personally on Twitter at Luke Donay, where I post all of the Running With The Money content live, as well as answer all of your questions that you have. Thank you all for listening. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you Friday.